What's going on, everybody? This is TC here with another episode of Southern Pride Horror. And I was actually going to do a halfway through the year, a little bit past. It's almost September now, but it's kind of a horror recap of so far through this year. But I went and saw Ready or Not, and I decided I was going to go ahead and talk about this movie because this is definitely going to be one that's going to be high up on that uh, ranking list for what we saw so far this year. So let's get into um, our first couple of segments. So for what I've watched this week, I really did take a good break from horror. I started watching The Conjuring, and I realized like I've saw this movie so many times. I've saw everything in my collection five, ten times. I've saw most, besides the old school stuff, I've saw almost everything from 90s up. Once or twice, for sure. Not everything, obviously, but everything that I know would interest me or feel like would interest me. I saw and just kind of got burned out, so I was like, I'm going to wait, see ready or not, see something fresh. I watched a lot of football, watched some South Park, some Family Guy. Uh, that's about it for the week, really. I just kind of took it easy, worked a good bit this week, and really relaxed. So, September, we're in the last week of August. Next weekend is more, or Labor Day weekend, excuse me. So that marks the end of summer, kind of, and start of fall. So we're getting into the gift season for horror movies, really. And that will start off with September 7th. We'll have It Chapter 2. And September 14th, I believe, we'll have Haunt. It's an Eli Roth-produced film starring um, a guy I met in a horror group me. His name's Damian Maffey. He is the... Um, excuse me... He is the male killer in The Strangers, the sackhead killer, and he is an awesome guy. Friends, uh, I say that like I know him, but we are friends on Facebook. We do talk a good bit horror. He loves the genre, and he is such a sweet guy, and I would love to, even in my small platform, promote his movie, because he will be the killer in this movie, and I think he will be phenomenal. Looks like a good, good gory time. And then, all right. Around September 20th, 1920th, I'm not sure on the exact date, but it's the week after. We will have um, The Lighthouse by Robert Edgars, and this is probably my most anticipated film. Outside, Annabelle Comes Home, and uh, Happy Death Day to You, and Midsummer. Those are my like three big ones, and then this one kind of squeezed onto the scene slowly that it was coming out this year. Every little hint that we've got, I thought. Wow, this is going to be good. I think what Robert Akers did with The Witch was amazing. I think most everything that um, A24 in general does is very well done. You may not always love it, but it's going to be well done. Like Midsummer, I was not huge on it, but I couldn't say it wasn't well done, well acted, well directed. So if nothing else, we'll get to see a very well acted, well directed uh, horror movie that day. But I expect this to be the one that since she was through, uh, through you on that day, and I cannot wait for it. So, September is going to definitely be the month to be watching some horror movies. I'm going to, I've already got tickets to it, see it on opening night. Going to go to, we have a couple different theaters around me. There's one that's like really close, like 15 minutes, and there's another one that's 45, but it has the 
it's newer. It has a bar, has the reclining chairs, has a full menu, has a um, bar, every, all the good stuff there. So I've already got tickets to go for that night. Opening night, go to the nice theater, relax, and I can't wait to see. I'll be back to back to back each Thursday on those movies as soon as they come out. So it should be a fun month for horror for sure. I'm glad that between Ready or Not and those three, I'm getting a little break. Uh, this week, I won't be going to the cinema at all. I should be just working. I'm thinking I may, I want to have that next Monday off. So I'm thinking I may do two episodes over next weekend, release one Sunday, like I usually ha- like I have been doing the last few weeks, and do one kind of midweek. And also, I forgot to mention this, but we have American Horror Story coming out September 14th. I believe it's September 14th or somewhere in that area, 13th, 14th, and maybe the same night that uh, Haunt comes out, I'm not sure, but it's the middle of September, the second week of September, I believe, and I cannot wait for that, though it's going to be bloody fun. So let's get into Ready or Not, and I will say I'm going to give kind of a quick overview of it. And then after that, we'll probably dig into some spoiler talk. So stick around for uh, the next five, ten minutes and then leave if you have not saw the movie for sure. So Ready or Not is directed by Tyler Gillette and Matt Bellinelli Open. I'm not real sure on how the pronunciation is on that name, but hopefully he doesn't get mad if he ever hears this. And it's starring Samara Weaving, who is Grace the uh, Bride, Adam Brody, who is the brother of the groom, Daniel, and Mark O'Brien, who is Alex the groom. Those are your three main characters, although there's a lot of really fun characters in this movie. So, Samara Weaving is a girl that I think, after I saw her in Babysitter, I was like, this girl's got the potential to be a screen queen. She is funny. She can do action. She can do comedy. Gorgeous. Um, her, Emma Roberts, and really Jessica Roth, if they stick with the horror genre, are going to be our generations, kind of uh, Nev Campbell, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I forget the girl that plays Nancy um, in Friday, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, cannot believe I can't remember her name off, off the top of my head, but she is awesome. But those three could be our generation's kind of screen queens that we look look back to and show our kids. And they are doing a great job, and especially Samara Weaving. She's just kind of getting on the scene, scene and she is killing it. I have not, so far in Babysitter and Ready or Not, those two are just that bloody, campy, funny fun that you want to go at least two or three times of the year and see in the theater. So now I would recommend if you have not saw the movie, I'm going to get into some pros, some cons, and then overall rating. So I'll probably will talk some spoilers. So I'm going to give you all about five seconds to cut this off. Then I'm going to go into my pros. Alright guys, so like I said, one of the pros, it probably will be some spoilery stuff in here, so 
be prepared. So the biggest pros for this movie are Samara is definitely Samara Weaving. She carries this movie. She is hilarious. She is strong female lead. She's not quit, and she is tough. And you really root for her character. And then you've got Adam Brody who. He's just kind of this brother that you're like thinking when you first meet him, he's going to be like the top guy when to kill somebody. And then really he is just, um, he's not all for this. And he's trying to get this girl out of the situation. And you just grow to really like him and really like what he stands for. And he's very, Adam Brody does a great job with this character. And one thing that I really loved about this movie is pacing this movie is only 90 minutes you never get bored there's never a scene I had to want to go get a refill and I was like running back and forth from the concession stand to my seat because there was never like a two or three minute span that you're like oh I can miss this and it really wouldn't matter kind of like uh, most movies they have a couple of scenes it's either set up or some comedy that you're just like oh this isn't important I can run real quick go use the bathroom go get a refill whatever I may need to do there's none of that here there are there is some comedy and some setup obviously but you want to be here for all of it and there's not an unnecessary amount and the cinematography in this movie is great shot well the budget was like six million which is pretty low I think that scary stories had a 40 million budget and this movie looks like a movie that was shot with well more than six million dollars and you cannot tell it and i really hope that such a low budget it should make enough to warrant a sequel and kind of explore this family because this family and this kind of lore behind it is really fucked up and it is really cool and it could warrant a couple sequels maybe even a franchise if done right and you know it wasn't just money grabbing. And one of the biggest things I know most of us horror fans are going to love about this movie is there is some great gore and some great violence and some good practical effects in this movie. Like, there are some gruesome, there's some gruesome stuff in here that you usually don't see in theaters unless you're watching Rob Zombie movie. Like, and you really wouldn't expect it from the tone of this movie. It's comedic. Um, but there is some gore and there is a lot of suspense in this movie like there are some times that you're just um you're on the edge of your seat and you're waiting to see what's happening next and it pretty much everything this movie wants to do lands and for some reason it's not in all like theaters it wasn't in either any of my local theaters i actually had to drive about an hour and a half to get to see this movie a couple of my friends and it was well worth it and one thing that I was so excited for this movie, whenever I got out of it and started thinking about it, it's like, the humor in this movie hits. And whenever you're doing a dark comedy, um, black comedy, horror comedy, whatever you want to call it, or a dark comedy, whatever the term you want to use for it is, a lot of times the humor is cheesy and does not hit for everybody. But everybody in my theater laughed. I laughed it so much. And this movie actually got a standing ovation in the theater I was at. Like, 
it was pretty nice to see a horror movie get a standing ovation. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, you don't see that very often. And last but not least for the pros, the characters in this movie, they are all well acted and they're all interesting. They all have like these little quirks, especially the family, like each one of the family members has their own little quirk that's hilarious and you can kind of see like hopefully the, the uppers and the rich people don't do this, but you can kind of see like some rich families that definitely act like this. And you see a lot of the stereotypes and the um, this humor is great. Each one of them kind of has their own like goofy tendencies that lead to their demise in the end. And you really feel for your three main characters. Yeah. Grace, Daniel, and Alex. Like you do pretty much the whole movie. You're rooting for all three of these guys until kind of the end where um, Alex the groom actually turns to an extent. But you're still rooting for Grace and you're still well, well rested, invested into the movie. So get into the cons I'm going to start with I only have a few but Samara Weaving Grace she could have been so much more badass in this movie um, I actually saw Cody Leach he's a guy I watch on YouTube he has a great channel a lot more subscribers than this podcast has but he has an amazing channel so I would recommend him but he was talking about it he was like she just kind of got out of a lot of these um situations by accident like she never really turned it on and just you know became badass I mean there was a few scenes she did but she never went like your next on them and just took over it was like a lot of funny situations that kind of worked in her favor and then she went badass a few times so do it um however I wish it would have went a little bit more serious I'm glad that you know we got the comedy but I do wish it would have been taken a little bit more serious I don't know that it would have the ending would have worked if it would have been taken all the way to like the your next type level. And a few th- times the humor, which was always great, all the jokes landed, everything was funny. They said, but a couple times the humor kind of killed the suspense. And I guess that's probably one of the hardest things to do when you're doing a horror comedy. It's like, how do you mix these two genres together? Because a lot of horror is just um, building suspense and letting the suspense pay off. When you throw some humor in there, it kills all the suspense. And that's kind of like a big uh, war between the two. And props to this director for making it hit and making it work as much as he did. But it's all done better in movies like Scream, you know. Couple, couple different movies that you know have humor and keep the suspense, but it's just a kind of a nitpick on it. It's nothing that will take you out of the movie. And last but not least, the ending. So like, the whole lore of this movie is like they have to play a game for the bride to be accepting of the family. Blah blah. If she picks hide and seek for some reason, they have to like hunt her down. That's the only deadly card. They only do it like every. Like that card's only been pulled once in 30 years in this whole family. But she is the second dime. And they believe that they'll die if they don't kill the girl before dawn. So dawn comes and 
the girls just kind of looking out and they're looking at each other and they're like, oh, we're going to die and nothing happens. And then they try and kill her and they just kind of like all burst into blood and just kind of pop. And I'm just like, I wish that Samara Weaving kind of would have just uh, taken them all out instead of that. I mean, it was funny and, you know, it was pretty funny, but I think for a more serious, more suspenseful ending, I would have loved to just saw her just have taken each one of these characters out one by one and then had a final showdown with one or two of them. But, I mean, this is a horror comedy, so it's not a full thriller, full horror thing, so I can't hold that too bad against this movie, even though it just wasn't what I was expecting for an ending to it. So overall, I have a hard time rating this because I gave most pretty, pretty much everything besides three movies, like a five to a six and a half rating. Well, horror movies this year. Pretty much every horror movie that I've saw has been like a good, okay to pretty good besides three of them. And I'm not going to spoil that for you guys before next week because next week I should have my halfway through review or how, whatever I'm going to call it up. So this movie is not as good as like my number one and number two, but it's definitely as good as my number three and number four. And it's way better than most of the pack. So I'm gonna say it's like a seven and a half or an eight out of 10. And I know a lot of people have this big thing, like if it's not a nine or a 10, then it's not good. No, that's very good when you're when you're rating movies. If you know, or I'm not a uh, professional reviewer, professional ranker, or anything like that, but if you know what you're talking about with movies, and I think I know enough about horror movies to have my have my ratings, have my rankings be relatively respected. They are going to be perfect. They're going to be mine. I'm going to have some biases, but a seven or a seven and a half to an eight is very damn good for a movie in general. So don't take that as a don't go see this or it's oh, it's okay. No, this is a great freaking movie, but it's not at the upper echelon of the Hereditaries, the Conjurings, the um, Screams, the Halloweens, the Rosemary's Babies, the Nines and Tens of the World. It's not there, but as far as horror comedies goes and goes and good time summer movies. This is all the way up there for that type of movie, and definitely go watch it, and I could not recommend it enough. If you have to make an hour trip, go make that hour trip. If you have to make a two-hour trip, go watch this movie. However you have to do it, just go out and watch this movie, and go buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray so we can get a sequel. So, I am done with Ready or Not. This this episode was a lot quicker than what I was expecting it to be. I was hoping it would be about 30, 35 minutes. But it looks like it's going to be about 20 to 22 or 23 minutes. I have one more question for you guys. If you made it this far. So, cinemas. We have like three in my area. One's like 10 minutes from my house. The other are like 25 to 30 minutes from my house. And the one closest to my house doesn't always have all the movies out and it's very standard has the old school 
seeding kind of has a weird smell to it just have the liquor or beer service anything like that it's just a standard movie theater but it's a little bit cheaper but the two one beside my or the two a little bit farther excuse me those are newer theaters with the reclining chairs and the heated seats and the full service bar the full service menu all that great stuff they have the Dolby Atmos sound in each theater they have IMAX in certain theaters and 3D and all that great stuff so do you guys when you're excited about a movie like I am for it and for the lighthouse and haunt do you guys go to a different theater or do you just go to the standard one that you would go to or does it really make a difference to you guys because to me I want to be comfortable I want to be able to see it in the best, best way possible and especially with this movie I'm looking forward to so I'm willing to drive that extra 20 minutes to go get the better experience but let me know what you guys think on my Instagram at Southern Fried Horror and besides that I'm out you guys so thank you so much for listening follow me on Southern Fried Horror be sure to rate us on Spotify and Apple Music or Stitcher, Anchor wherever you're listening to and I appreciate it you guys have a great weekend